your parade. Then <clears throat> the light and the dark. If you love me, say it. If you trust me, if you want me, if you need me, if you want to smoke with me, wake and bake with me, hit the blind with me, write some blueprints with me. Yeah. All right, sweetie, let's start the show. <laughs> Your silly ass on background. <laughs> Uh, touch it, baby. <laughs> I forgot to go live on Instagram. Let's do that while we going live. While we starting the show, so y'all, let's okay. get a problem. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Was I muted the whole time? Yeah. Okay. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Who Wake and Bake We Be Mo. Yeah. I'm your culture analyst and correspondent host of the show, Bryant Bemo Brown. Remember to capitalize the M. I'm here this morning with the the LED lights to my setup, the well-cleaned camera lens to my life. Okay. Good morning to the silk wrap to my nightly routine. Good morning, lady of the house. How are you feeling this morning? Uh, I'm pretty good. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? I was about to say Habari Ghani. Habari <laughs> What's the good news, sweetheart? I still think we should start summer quans. I feel like that should still be a summer. a thing. Separate from Juneteenth? Yeah. Or maybe that's part of the summer quans. Right. I still feel bad for selling out quans at that one time. Oh, mm. wait. Oh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> can't even, you can't even like uh, go against the sweetheart. I sold out Kwanzaa straight up. That lady, man. Man, we don't got to talk about it. <laughs> we don't got to talk about it. We don't got to talk about it. How you feeling this morning, sweetheart? Pretty good. What about you? I feel good. My, my, my little brother's joined on Instagram. What up, Rock? Good morning, Rocky. I see you in the gym. My man trying to get a sexy flexi on. Okay. I hear it. And I, hear I need to get like you. So I end up looking like my daddy. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I said, um, you got to start building your summer body for 2024 now. What? <laughs> it's October. What? I don't give a fuck about no summer body, man. <laughs> good Lord. I never cared. <laughs> but then you also the same person who's like, I got to lose some weight. Yeah, just for the cameras, though. That's for the cameras, though. Like, this ain't... Can't wait. Only because that's how far booked I get out. Like, damn, let me get seven pounds off me real that's quick. That's why you got to do it, you know, gradually. That's what I got to do? Yeah, so start it off. Oh, my God. Uh, good morning, Nick Trusef. Good morning, Kendall. Good morning, Rock. Y'all know we over on YouTube doing it big, doing it big on YouTube. If you want to see the if you want to see the full show right now, we're talking about my body decisions. That's one of my favorite <laughs> clips, too. I'm at a point in my body. <laughs> we got to make some choices. 
services. <laughs> uh, as always, we want to thank the Washington Informer Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com, or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. We appreciate them being a supporter of the show. Uh, really looking forward to their support going forward. We use the Washington Informer as an inspiration point for a lot of things that we do. Remember that you can be 100% authentic and let people find you as an audience member instead of having to find your audience members by changing the authenticity of yourself. We appreciate you for that. We want to give a huge shout out to the Tell Her This podcast. We're going to play a quick uh, play a quick clip. My girl Rochelle Rochelle over at Rochelle Music. Make sure you follow her there or at Tell Her This podcast on all social media platforms. I think it's tellherthispod.com. If you are interested in the perspective of women or if you if you just need to know what's going on, need if you just need to know what's going on on the other side of the gender, uh, definitely check out the Tell Her This podcast. It is wonderfully edited, wonderfully produced. My girl Rochelle traveled around the world to make sure that these interviews could happen. So we're going to play this clip and we'll be right back. And there will be times Good morning, Kendall. He said, people know, like people within a family know I'm right, but no one will stand up for me. And at the end of the day, it's just like, they showed up like they always do. Anyway, disappointing. That really definitely hurt really bad. You know, did you I want your family to fight for you. I did. I thought that maybe somebody would. I will never lie about that. And that's what hurt. They did not. They did not. They never do. You're listening to the Tell Her This podcast, a storytelling podcast for women. Available now on all podcast platforms. That joint need to be on. That joint need to be on NPR. Okay, right. that no, sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds amazing. So we're wishing you much success. I know that Rochelle was nominated for best best editing in the Black Podcast Awards. Uh, I don't think she won, but it don't matter. Right. Because the work is there. It's really good. We appreciate you. And I need all the Wake and Bake with Be One Nights to do what they can to support the show. Tell her this podcast. Uh, it is a very wonderful program. Definitely go check it out and see if we can get that thing on NPR. Get that thing. <laughs> Boy, I'm black as hell. Uh, we have some very interesting. Oh, before we even go forward, I got another shout out for you to do. Also, make sure you go check out the new Blueprint newsletter uh, on Substack, bmobrown.substack.com. We just dropped the first episode of the blue notes we'll have our recap uh from the last new blueprint parlor that is coming up uh we'll play a quick clip ah mm, nah we don't need a clip today uh we don't need a clip today if if you're interested in joining the new blueprint newsletter definitely go out to bbobrown.substack.com get your free subscription on and get you a paid subscription five dollars a month it's very interesting things we got the 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 paul robes of negro of the week written machinations there we also have our blue notes that premieres there we have our new blueprints that'll premiere there the next one is still the clarence thomas situation so definitely go check that out uh, and as we're wrapping up this season of the show i think a good way to stay in touch with the things that we got going on is to sign up to the new blueprint newsletter uh the later house and i we were talking uh, not too long ago, we said that the, our last break was eight months. I don't know if it'll be an eight-month break, but definitely stay in tune so you can uh, be aware of all the things that's going on. Well, we got some, we got some things in the pipeline, so we'll see. Hmm. You think that'll affect the show? 
Maybe, but maybe not. It might, it might help the show, actually. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> right, right. A change when, is coming. Yeah, a change is coming. Mm-hmm. A change is coming. Um, I didn't want to be the show to drop down to, to one day, but just, just we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that when, uh, when it's time to cross that bridge. We do today, though. Today we have some interesting topics for you. you know it's Thursday, so we're going to we're going to vote on our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. On our, what now? On our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week award. Uh, no problem. We'll vote on that after the break. Uh, I think we have a couple of considerations for the. <laughs> Clarence Thomas Blueface <laughs> Bitch Nigga at the Moment Awards We'll consider those things as well And then we also have some some talking points this morning We want to uh, Oh man In the uh, in the most uh, Who cares about what Ja Rule thinks In a time like this We have a topic like that this morning <laughs> uh, We're also going to talk about I forgot we're going to talk about sweetheart. What's, what's on the thing uh, Oh um, Senate or yeah, we have a new senator. Mm-hmm. We have a new opinion on <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. We have a conversation about HBCUs and CU being Colorado University. <laughs> Those are the things we got going on this morning. Of course, we have our blunt manifestations. So all my people who are preparing for your blunt manifestations and you're a slow roller, get to rolling. Mm-hmm. Okay, get to rolling now. Um, all right, sweetheart, you know what I want to start with? Listen. Let's This morning, let's start with quite possibly the most irrelevant news that we have and i feel even crazy for putting this up but this is a pro sexy red household and i feel like we need to investigate these words because again if the purpose of the show we're not politicians i'm not here to give you a political breakdown we're going to talk about some politics today but the purpose of the show is to figure out if we can move culture through social and cultural phenomenon not necessarily through law and policy so i find it very important that we debunk uh this particular mindset before we get into the into the voting mindset uh and also, I want to challenge some folks, but let's play the video real quick. To my folks on Instagram, we are over on YouTube if you want the full version. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can watch the clip. If not, you're just going to see the bottom of my face, and that's about it. I know I'm cute, but come on over to YouTube. You, you can go ahead, sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they support him in the hood. Because at first, I don't think <laughs> people was fucking with him. Like, they thought he was racist, saying little shit, and, you know, against women. But once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, Oh, baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office. Yeah, that, a little bit of free money goes a long way. We huh? need him back. Yeah. Baby, them <laughs> checks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, them stimulus checks. Trump, we miss you. That's like, whoa, Vicky. She's always talking about Trump. You see her ever? I like Trump. No, I ain't never seen whoa. She's funny. She I love Trump, though. He's funny to me. Like, I used to watch his interviews. Not interviews, like him talking to people. He used to be calling people fat. Yeah. <laughs> he just bold. Wow. He funny. Like, We're we need to... people like him. Well, I... Okay, so Sexy Red is, seems to be pro-Trump, but I would like to extend a little grace uh, and actually actually break down the things that she was talking about, because I don't know, she said she was pro-Trump, but what I actually think Sexy Red is actually pro-socialism and anti-establishment politics. Um... I want to be very clear about something. 
and I'm going to expose something in myself that I'm a little nervous to expose. When Trump was running against Hillary Clinton, I went to the polls um, and it took me an hour to vote for president. For this very particular reason that Sexy Red is talking about. There is an allure of Donald Trump that Dave Chappelle has talked about, that Sexy Red has talked about, that um, other black Trump supporters have alluded to. There is an appeal to Donald Trump that makes sense from our blackness. There is a man who was entering the political realm, who was anti-establishment politics, very pro-small business, uh, uh, and doesn't seem to give a fuck. Those characteristics on its own would have you think, man, this is actually a very interesting interesting candidate, and I'm wondering how that candidate will intersect with blackness. The thing that I did not take in consideration because maybe I didn't have the knowledge or maybe I didn't have the foresight is that the little things that Donald Trump says about black people, the little things that could be considered racist, the little things that can be considered misogynistic, those little things, and I keep saying little things because Sexy Red said little things, those little things are actually just our numbness to bigotry. They aren't little things. Because when I hear Joy Reid say that she will forever have beef with Trump for taking out an ad in the New York Times to uh, further exacerbate the issue happening with the, uh, oh God, I keep wanting to say Little little Rock 5, but it wasn't Little Rock 5. It was the, what's that park in, um, in New York? Central Park. Central Park Five, soon to be known as the Exonerated Five, the, the five boys who got that Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Joy Reid says he will never forgive Donald Trump because of his exacerbation of that situation and calling for the death penalty of these soon-to-be innocent boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sexy Red don't know that. I don't know how Sexy Red is, but I'd put her in the 26 range. Right, maybe even younger, definitely Gen Z. But my old 34 year old ass, I was barely racially conscious and politically conscious when the Central Park Five thing was happening. I believe that was in the 90s. Uh, So I am am a little confident that Sexy Red is not very aware of the systemic exacerbation of these innocent boys. and the stereotypes and the bigotry that goes along with it. Therefore, the little things that Trump said on his political run do seem like little things, but I'm here to remind you and her that these little things are actually very dangerous to black folks, and they actually represent an underlying issue in how he governs and how he creates policy. Uh, that's the first thing that I wanted to address. The second thing was the free money that was given to us. I, I, I hate to project this solution onto Sexy Red, but she's got a good point, though. 
there is a need among need there is a need amongst black folks amongst marginalized people uh in which you know people even struggling financially and when i see videos of white women crying because they can't keep it together with their finances that's how i know america has a problem sweetheart yeah Black folks been had a problem, but now I know America has a problem. Uh, and that problem is that, it, I've read a report recently, I think it's like something like 80-something percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And they also said, like, people making $100,000 a year also living paycheck to living paycheck. Living paycheck to yeah. paycheck. Mm-hmm. There was a theory I was following for like three years that basically said there is no black middle class. That even individuals who were making $250,000 a year, shout out to you, mama, folks who are making quarters of millions of dollars a year still have to use those resources to make sure that their family members can survive. Mm -hmm. So if white women are living paycheck to paycheck, and they're almost at the top of the wealth gap. What do you think niggas is doing? <laughs> Barely scratching and surviving. Kevin Hart called us stupid because we surviving, but that's okay though. Right. Um, Sexy Red points to the solution that there is a need for universal based income. She didn't say that, but she said she fucked with Trump because when it came to the free money and getting niggas out of jail, these are important things. And I would like to say Lil Wayne is out of jail because of Donald Trump, which is a weird thing, but like, you know, it happened. <laughs> it happened. So, sweetheart, I guess, I guess my beef is not with Sexy Red. I think... Uh, a, a solution to sexy regs ignorance and I say this and I say that with respect because there's nothing wrong with not knowing we ask the question all the time what if niggas are stupid and it's not an indictment it's actually a starting point to a conversation if you don't know let me teach you you know who would be a great teacher for sexy red who? you know who would be a fantastic political teacher for sexy red Cardi B <laughs> sexy red need to pull up the, to the B house and figure out what the fuck going on. Because it always surprises me when Cardi B comes out and she's talking about super PACs, she's talking about political actions, she's talking about taxation, she's talking about liberal policies, she's talking about who she's backing for president, she's having conversations with politicians. It always surprises me when Cardi B comes out like that. But Cardi B, I remember there was one video, Cardi B was like, uh, when she first, when she got her first check and she saw all the taxes come out, that made her go, where the fuck are my taxes going? <laughs> where are specifically my taxes going and how can I get involved this is the conversation I think sexy red and, and Cardi B need to have with each other because I feel like it'd be very soon illuminated to sexy red that while the policies that you are are, are arguing for or in favor of are not specific to Donald Trump we need to get the fuck away from this criminal are we not embarrassed enough <laughs> I voted for Hillary Clinton. For anybody who was wondering how the end of that story went, I still voted for Hillary Clinton. But it took me took me a while, but I'm finally here. Sorry, fighting temp- fight that fighting temptation. I don't even know. Ooh. That song where Beyonce was a gospel singer. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's not the beginning of the show. I just wanted to I wanted to clarify that for Sexy Red. I know she's not gonna watch the show, but when I break the clip out, that'd be my advice to her. It's like, the policies that you have, that you are arguing and debating for are actually very solid policies. We do need to find a way to get niggas out of jail. There are too many niggas in jail for nonviolent crimes, uh, for issues that have now been legalized. Colorado's making trillions of dollars in weed, but niggas are still in jail for selling a half? Come on, man. Right. 
Some cases a gram. <laughs> a gram. So we do need to get niggas out of jail. <laughs> I definitely agree with you, Miss Cardi B. Not Miss Cardi B, Miss Sexy Red. We do need to get niggas out of jail. My phone just died. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, plug it up, sweetheart. I guess I'm off live now. Uh. Um, We got a comment. So what are your thoughts, sweetheart? What are your thoughts on Sexy Red's uh, political statements? Is this one of them things where I'm giving too much credence to what Ja Rule has to say in a time like this? Um, I definitely agree with you on, I think that, She's more so aligning herself with socialism and, you know, I guess the ideals that come along with that type of governance mm -hmm. structure and not necessarily Trump himself. But also, I don't want to speak for her. Maybe she actually does really fuck with Trump. So <laughs> uh, She said that nigga funny. True, right. <laughs> she yeah. said that nigga funny, I in guess. Which, in which case, I, I think she's more so like referring to the fact that he's a politician that's not necessarily, like he's going to tell you how it is right <laughs> he's not about to right. sugarcoat things and give you the flowery words like i'm gonna tell you straight up so yeah I, I can there are no respectability politics in the hood no right you come as you are you show up as you are mm -hmm. huh what you see is what you get you know what i would love though because um Charlemagne said on the Breakfast Club when Mitch McConnell froze up that we should have a we should have an age limit on uh, political figures. I don't necessarily agree, but it's something that he said. And then that's because that's a Republican talking point. It's a conservative talking point that we should have an age limit. Uh, when I actually think our elders, uh, our elders can be the wisest of us. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. I understand where they're coming from. But in either way, um, Nikki Haley, who the former governor of South Carolina and then she was a cabinet member for Trump stepped out and said that she supported Charlemagne's statements yeah. and that got me thinking for a second you know conservatives don't know this Republicans don't know this because they don't really know black folks but black folks are hella conservative mm -hmm. like very respectability politics very church very high moral character and ethics and if the Republican Party, if the conservatives were able to shed some of their racism and actually embrace some of those policies, they might find themselves with a new demographic. Right. Black folks are not monoliths, so I don't expect them all to be liberals. I don't expect them all to be progressive. I don't expect them all to be Democrats. Um, but it, it interests me that black folks are over-indexing in progression and liberalism and Democrats because those, that's the only party that seems to have some type of awareness of what it means to maybe approach the beginnings of the first third of respect for black folks. You see all them qualifiers I had to put on there? Um, and the Republicans just don't seem like they give a fuck. But I would, so if Nikki Haley saw that Breakfast Club and saw that Charlemagne had a pro-conservative talking point, you know I would love to see Nikki Haley pull up on Sexy Red. She's not going to. The Republican Party is not going to because they're still very much in their uh, respectability politics. These are the niggas who are fighting against the the easing of the dress code. They still want to wear they want to wear powder wigs to the motherfucking Senate. Although interestingly enough, um, the old white men love sexy red. And <laughs> the old white men do love sexy red. That's true. I would be very interested. I would challenge almost any conservative, any GOP member, uh, maybe embrace what she's saying. Yeah. Maybe trying to, if, if the hood loves Donald Trump, uh -huh. how can the Republican Party go after the hood? Exactly. 
And I know some folks who play this political warfare game were like, oh, they shouldn't go. We should have the Democrats go. I don't give a fuck who go after the hood. I don't give a shit, to be honest with you. I don't give a flying fuck. I don't trust neither one of them motherfuckers, to be honest with you. Two sides of the same coin. Two sides of the same coin. But what I can trust, though, is when you start saying shit like, damn, we do need universal based income based on what Sexy Red said. That's interesting. We should think about abolition as a conservative policy. Huh. Mm-hmm. If that's how we get niggas in the hood, right. shit, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I don't have, I don't know if it's enough to, to, to nominate though. <laughs> I don't know if it's enough to nominate because she didn't say the things; she just alluded to the things. Right. We got any comments, sweetheart? Uh, we do. Also, I wanted to say something. Oh, go ahead. Back to the point you made about you don't know if there should be an age limit. Yeah. I agree. I don't think there should necessarily be an age limit, but I feel like it should be some type of like competency test or maybe you have to like recertify once you get to a certain point or like, you know, either a certain amount of years that you've been in office or a certain age just to make sure you <laughs> you still got it, you know? Word to the ACT and SAT. I don't trust standardized tests. No, I didn't say standardized. Well, if it's going to be a competency test, somebody going to write that test. Yeah, it could be, it could be like, not necessarily like the black, um, black citizenship test, but more so along the lines of like, what are your opinions on X, Y, like, I guess it'd be abortion or, you know, things of that nature. It wouldn't be like, (laughs) do you, (laughs) it wouldn't be things testing your actual aptitude. Let me ask you a question, sweetheart. What's up? What percentage of America would you say is incompetent? (laughs) (laughs) Like 70. So do incompetent people deserve to have an incompetent representative? Deserve? No. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) We got any comments? (laughs) We don't got to go too deep in it. That's fair. um, We got some good mornings from Chris Allen. Good morning, Chris. I'm talking getting now. I wonder if I will. It's a banger in the house. It is a banger. We're going to need you at the Bob Rosen Negro of the Year uh, uh, award show. Mm -hmm. We got to perform in between categories. We got Empress. She said good morning, y'all. Good morning. (laughs) What'd she say? Good morning, y'all. Morning, lady of the house. Good morning. What's up? That's all the comments we had? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Uh... Drew said, good morning, be my lady of the house. Good morning, Drew. And congratulations on you. Drew was voted. He did a comedy, he did a comedy competition, stand-up competition, yeah. and he won. Hey. He that won. Was it was? Yeah. Nice. He definitely nice. won. He um there were there was a judges winner and then it was audience winner and Drew won the audience award. I don't give a fuck what these judges say. Yeah. I don't trust no judges from Texas, nigga. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust no judges from Texas. I don't trust no judges from Georgia. I don't trust no judges from Florida, nigga. I don't trust no judges from the South, dog. Fuck that. <laughs> you won, bro. He <laughs> said I didn't want Hillary, but I didn't want Trump more. Facts. <laughs> And that's what it came down to. Right. What it came down to in that poll, I had to make a very mature decision. Mm-hmm. I had to make a decision. Do I want the volatile nigga who's been kind of racist and grabbing pussies? Or do I want the person who's probably just going to be safe in the next four years? Mm-hmm. I should have. We went with the safe nigga. America did not. <laughs> America did not. Ooh, said, what a what a election watch party too. Oh my God, my friends left. <laughs> Were you there? No, I wasn't there. But oh my we God. had one of our own on campus. Uh, Drew said, "I I say make weed, make weed the same legal level as beer. Tax it, sell it to people twenty one and up. And if you want to sell your own supply, get a license." Yeah, I agree with you. Hmm. 
It's not that deep. Yeah. I so. saw that they were going to um, bring it down to a schedule three, right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, Drew said incompetence is a spectrum of which 100% of people are on. <laughs> 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 That's true. That's true. So to answer your question, everybody. <laughs> so lovely, everybody. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> said, I won the first round. I'm moving into the semifinals. Okay, nice. Hey. Nice, nice. I don't trust them judges, though. No. Matter of fact, they need a judge. <laughs> You know, Drew, you know, uh, was Drew there? Drew, were you there when we lost to the Annex the first year in debate? Oh, what a lesson. Um, that's all the comments? Yeah, that's all. How long we been on? Uh, 28. 28? Okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, sweetheart. We got any segments we need to do beforehand? No. Let's do a quick break. We're going to watch Space by my girl, Odd Mojo. We'll be right back with more. Who wake and make we be mo? Come back with your blunt manifestations. I'm going to roll this blunt, and we're going to smoke it, and we're going to manifest. Because, y'all, I tell you, something happened. <laughs> something happened. Something happened. Go ahead, sweetheart. Strength, courage, and wisdom. Hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my packages? Anniversary for me and Davon tomorrow, uh, so we may slide or I don't know. Yeah, you on that cuffy shit? I feel you. Know what you. Um, well, let me know. Hit me up, and I'll, okay. I'll pull up with you if you go. You be off your solitude vibes. So you know, know I'm always on my vibes. space vibes. I like my own space. Okay. Right but I'll let you know. I might, but I'm really thinking about writing some music. Okay. You want up? Yeah, I'm gonna go up because he sucks. And okay. You lost my packages. Yeah. So, yeah. See, you know what? That's cool because that's exactly why I be eating your door dash. That's exactly why I eat your door dash. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Yo, babe, look, look. <laughs> Yo, do you see this? TikTok is so wild. Like, <laughs> Yo, wait, where you going? Babe, babe, where you going? Hey, hey, yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, yeah. Need some space right now, six feet away, get your own J, nigga. I'm smoking on a personal, ayo, oh, and this is personal, whoa. Be careful of the energy you project. Sun telling me you don't really care. Living life on the edge, nah, I don't want that near. Yo, they say, uh, they say a lot of things, but they don't really mean it. Hey, whoa, I can tell that you're feeling for my company you want to be all over me manipulate with jack no i gotta protect my space hey 
I need some space, 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 space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate your our, our mojo for bringing us space. As you can see, it brought me to tears. Um, you be on your solitude vibes. Uh, you on your coffee shit. <laughs> huh? You on your coffee shit. You on your coffee shit. You know what I mean? I got my little boot uh, yeah. That's why I eat your, that's why I be in your DoorDash. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sweetheart? Um, I don't know if you would say anything about uh, the comment, Drew's comment. What do you say? Uh, he was there when they lost to the NX. Oh my God! <laughs> I was never gonna win that debate, man. I was never gonna win that debate. I mean, I will never forget during the crossfire of the debate, which is the opportunity which we each side gets to ask each other questions, but you don't get to break in between. Like you just got to ask questions back and forth. Yeah. During the crossfire, the young I crossed that lady up so well. She started arguing our point that prostitution should be legalized, yeah. and we still lost the debate. <laughs> I was never gonna win that debate, though, sweetheart. Yeah. You can't debate four other women and tell them prostitution should be legal. Go move that body, girl. <laughs> we in college right now. We in college right now, man. Our professors is watching. Okay. The first lady of the university was a judge. I don't trust these judges, man. <laughs> I don't trust these judges, man. Because what does it say? What does it say to the girls in the annex that you let this dude from Slow tell you that you should be prostituted? <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> Some things are bigger than debate. Uh, which is usually the life and um, 
experience of black women. Y'all, y'all don't play that shit. Y'all don't let other black girls get played. I tell you that. That's not a thing that there are no one-on-ones in the street of black women. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, sweet. It's time for our blunt manifestations. It's Thursday, which means, which means you going first. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Blunt. Huh? Should I introduce a section so people know what it is? I think we know what it is. Okay, for sure. Let's manifest some things. Though. What you got, sweet? Uh, a lot of changes happening right now mm-hmm. like things coming so i would like to manifest um focus uh knowing that these opportunities and things that are coming are deserved and yeah you know focus yeah so like whatever the opposite of imposter syndrome would be Hmm. Um. Yeah, confidence. confidence. Yeah, what's the opposite of imposter syndrome? Main character syndrome? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Um, yeah, abundance in all forms. Once again, mm-hmm. peace, happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness is important too. Are you happy? I don't want to talk about it right now. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, every time I ask you one of these questions, I get a flashback to the one episode where I asked a lady in the house that she felt marginalized by men. She's like, "You want me to answer that right now?" And I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> thinking like, "Yeah, man, I'm 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 the most free nigga in the world." <laughs> you feel uh, marginalized by you? Yes. Oh damn! <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. So to the question of are you happy? The answer is I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I won't push. <laughs> I won't push this time. Unless you want me to push. Are you what? Am I making you unhappy? No, I don't want to talk about it. See that. Oh God. Now nah, I'm stressed. <laughs> I got the stress face. <laughs> oh, now nah, I'm stressed. Okay, let me manifest some happiness within the lady of the house. Number one. <laughs> number one, let me manifest that. Also, let me get some clarity on this new opportunity that's come my way. Is a pretty significant comp- opportunity. I have been. Uh, can I be honest? Good. The. There were a lot of things that ended my relationship with Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, my perspective, my opinion, my independence, those things are factors. But one of the practical things was our final negotiation. Yeah. So now anytime that I'm in negotiation, I am petrified that instead of someone seeing my value the same way I see it, uh, they'll just get rid of me. Cause that's what happened last time. Mm-hmm. Instead of we aligning on what my value could be based on what you see and what I see, there was no negotiation. I put my number out there and then I was let go. So since that moment, I have been very weird when it comes to negotiations. Well, I feel like the thing that makes this situation different is that you were approached and it's not even just like a, we kind of want you like, no, <laughs> It's clear. Right, right. This is this is your opportunity, you know? So yeah. I don't know if it'll necessarily be like whatever number you ask for will be the number that you receive, but they definitely will not let you just slip away. Yeah. So you have that reassurance that... Well, I hope so. 
I hope so. Yeah. I'm still scared though. I, I understand. I'm still scared though. And this is one of those situations where, so I'm also manifesting courage where I should absolutely ask for exactly my worth. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those situations where I got to come down because I'm dealing with a small business or a nonprofit or an individual who just need a favor or somebody who's trying to get a project off and I believe in them. No, this is one of those situations where yeah, what you want. I have to. Yeah. Because if not, not only am I selling myself short, I'm selling. Mm-hmm. all of blackness short to be honest right. so uh, and then this opportunity again with the clarity situation is a lot of things happening at a time um, ethical clarity we are in a position where all the shit that we talk about labor and equity and ownership could be very real or we could put those things in a category and continue into a category of theory and continue to operate on capitalistic ways as the people who have done done before. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting crossroad. Crossroad. So I'm asking for some ethical clarity. I'm going to manifest some ethical clarity. Um, and lastly, very practical, a nigga needs something very nice to wear on the 13th, okay? <laughs> and I have done the thing again where I am less, I'm eight days away and I don't got shit. <laughs> so, uh, ancestors, blunt manifestors, uh, send a suit my way, please. Mm-hmm. Blunt man- I need to wake up, bake with people nice. I need y'all to drop them blunt manifestations into the chat. Tell the people what, tell the people what you want, who you want it for, why you want it. Uh, my grandfather, I believe, got out of the hospital yesterday. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm going to double check this afternoon. You got to call him. I do have to call him. I'm telling him what's going on. Uh, okay, so Drew says, the thing that gets me is, this is all in caps, you were assigned that argument. <laughs> you never had a chance. Yeah, it's not like I said, let me prove to these bitches they should be prostitutes. That's not what happened. <laughs> it was a coin flip. <laughs> I don't know why they even picked that subject if they already knew <laughs> it was going to be a, whatever. Uh, Drew said, I'd like to manifest winning this comedy competition, receiving the title of funniest comedian in Dallas, and become a new local celebrity. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. I love that too. Mm-hmm. And in the break, me and the lady house are saying, yeah, we got to come kick it in Dallas. Mm-hmm. We got to come kick it with you in Dallas. We got to do it. We got to do some things, man. Yeah, just We got to go to Dallas, then we got to go to Denver, then we got to go to California with a... Uh, 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 oh, what's that boy name? Oh, Kadaro. Oh yeah. Um, and then he also says last year's winner deserved it and was really funny. But a lot of my competition isn't funny or even decent people. They punch down on minorities and oppressed groups or are just plain old lame. Ugh. You're not supposed to punch down. Right. You supposed to punch up. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Ooh, this is a good one. What's <laughs> he up? Said manifesting being the roller for Snoop at some point. <laughs> That's popping. But thing, he doesn't he smoke like what? supposed to eleven blunts a day. That's what he said. Eleven. Yeah. Okay. You know how many blunts you smoke? Will you smoke a day? Max, I'd say. Okay, max probably like five. Hey, yeah, it's five. Yeah. It's five. And by the time we get to the fifth, like our brain is pretty much done. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, I'm usually done on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But if we focus, then it's, it's might might be like two or three. Two or three. If we not here, it's like one. Right. One in the morning. Isn't yeah. It? One in the morning. One before we go to bed. No, she says that's nothing. LOL. Eleven a day is nothing. <laughs> mm. 
I'm not there yet. Uh, <laughs> Drew said manifesting smoking a blunt on the roof of the White House like Snoop or Willie Nelson did. They did that? Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if niggas smoking blunts in the rotunda and leaving coke in the bathroom in the White House, anything is possible. Son. <laughs> son. The president's son is a crackhead. <laughs> Me and the lady house was talking about this, too. I feel like in our lifetime, this is the first time we've had a grown first kid. Right. And the grown first kid is on crack. <laughs> 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 and got his daddy in trouble. Now they having fake ass impeachment things because this thing out here cracking around. <laughs> oh my God. Micah said, Good morning. Hey, Micah. Check with different regard in Baltimore. They did my wedding suit or Ron David in DC. Howard alum, good dude, great style. Shout out to Ron David. Uh, yeah, shout out to Ron David. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know if I got time. I don't know if I got time for a full tailored something. You might be able to find a, what's it called? Is it bespoke? I don't know. Where you could just get some off the rack. Yeah, get some off the rack and get it tailored up real fast. And then Drew says, the thing about them smoking on the roof of the White House, they did it before DC made it legal. Mm. Really? Okay. When, um, to all the people who watched season three of Wake Up Baby with BMO, you know I had all those, um, I had sponsors from those I-71s. Mm-hmm. Mistake. Um, and I never hit John up about being an official sponsor. Oh, I thought you did. No, we just been like, you know, just my nigga. Yeah. And I should have came at him a little more uh, professionally so he knew what he was getting. Yeah. Uh, but I have entertained the thought of be- becoming like a a cannabis influencer per se. But when you look at all the other ones, no. <laughs> we were watching that one girl on YouTube and yeah. No. Like the merch is cool, but if you, yeah, it's it's a complete difference from what we're doing. Yeah, it is. If anything, I would probably be like in advocacy, not in like influencership. Exactly. I don't really, like there's only so much I give a fuck about products. Like on the, you'd be on like the legislation side? Yeah, like how do we get niggas out of jail? Yeah, or even like even on the destigmatizing side, like yeah, the show is called Wake and Bake with Bimo. And one of my funniest things to see is when somebody tunes in for the first time and they're like, "Oh, y'all not just having I, high thoughts, right?" Yeah, yeah, nah, right. These are high applied thoughts. <laughs> okay, damn it. Um, what am I gonna say? They keep they keep some stuff on the rack. Yeah, they keep some stock. They can chop it up for you. Okay, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Drew says, "I feel for Hunter. The X factor for his addiction was losing his mom." As with all addicts, the severe trauma they're trying to suppress. Damn. Yeah, that's real. Damn. Yeah, and this country has no remorse for addicts. Like, it's just not. At all. It's just not there. And which, I, you know, I, I get it and don't get it at the same time. Addicts do have the tendency to do some very terrible things. But at the same time, the terrible things that addicts do is usually to the people they're closest with. So it's kind of like, damn, it's like. Oh, but you're making it hard. <laughs> you're making it hard. You're making it hard. But I get it. Uh, I get it. All right, sweetheart. We have we have our blunt manifestations in. I feel positive. I got a net positive game going on. Um, we have to vote for our Paul Rose and Negro of the Week. But before we do that, I want to propose a nominee for you. Um, 
couple weeks ago now i think no i think maybe it may, might have been a week now diane feinstein who was a senator out of california 90 years old passed away um she was in the conversations of should we have an age limit on our elected government officials this is around the same conversation of mitch mcconnell oh bitch ass that's his full title in my opinion <laughs> mitch mcconnell comma oba right and we'll get to why oh we already talked about why yeah. with fucking sexy red the way these senators acted around these damn stimulus checks they need to go right uh, that is that is a uh that is a beef that is a uh um what's the thing where you hold on for a long time grudge that's a grudge i'm not letting go yeah. the way they anyway <laughs> um senator feinstein died and she has been replaced by what is the only 12th black senator in american history that's insane. remind me of her name again LaFonza Butler. LaFonza Butler, y'all. <laughs> I would like to nominate LaFonza Butler for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Now, uh, let's break down a couple of things. The governor of California is the person who gets to uh, appoint the next senator. Governor Gavin Newsom Mm -hmm. said that he was going to appoint a black woman to the Senate. Right. That's what he said. Now, if you were paying attention on Tuesday and you heard about our guy, not our guy, old bitch-ass Ed Blum, uh, Bloom, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, according to Ed Bloom, Governor Newsom's direct indication of wanting to hire a black woman would have been racist, would be discriminatory. Right. Mm -hmm. If the fearless fun case goes in a way that we don't want it to go, then this senator will never happen. I'll start putting things in that context because that's how serious that case is. But we have a new senator. She is the 12th black senator in history, the history of the Senate. There have only been 12 black folks. She is the third black woman. That's right. In the history of the Senate, there have only been three black women. And you and I both know. Boy, black women can run some shit. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, my God. Black women can run an organization. Let me tell you something. And the Senate has only had three, and she is the first openly gay black woman to serve in the Senate. Oh. Right? Um, exactly. When I think about the black women who have been in the Senate, there's only been one full-term Senate senator, black woman senator. Kamala Harris got pulled out uh, in the middle of her term to be vice president. Mm -hmm. uh, our new black senator, LaFonza, which I love the name, we're going to talk about that in a second, LaFonza Butler is a replacement. The folks in California, the conservatives in California are pulling on this talking point that LaFonza lives next door to us. She actually lives across the street, right in the ghetto, right there. Hey, LaFonza, what's poppin'? <laughs> um, but she has been appointed as the senator for California. I want to debunk that for a second. LaFonza did live in California from 2009, 2000, from 2009 to 2021. She started an organization that packed a political action committee called Emily's, Emily's List. Emily's List is a, basically a fundraiser for politicians who believe in pro-choice, usually uh, aimed at women. So she started that in California. She moved to Maryland because those were the opportunities. 
were at the time so she will move back to california uh so she can do her job as a senator uh make sure she can represent the best way possible but i know there's a lot of conservative talking points out there out there right now that are basically saying this lady does not deserve to be in the california senate because she does not live in california uh, of course, the conservatives are also saying that uh, she does not deserve to be uh, a senator because she was only uh, appointed to be a senator by the governor because she is a black woman and gay. Not because she has experience, not because she created a political action committee, committee, not because she is actually dedicated to representing the folks of California. It is only because she is black, extra melanin, has a vagina, and likes other vaginas. That's the only reason that the governor has voted her into the situation. I just don't think white folks are able to see our skill sets. It just might be just impossible that we might be skilled people, which is funny because we started off as skilled labor, but now we're just colors. That's crazy. Um, sweetheart, do me a favor. Let's play that first clip of our new senator, please. Let's meet her. Let's meet her. I um, continue to be reminded of the words of Zora Neale Hurston, who wrote for all of uh, for all of our consideration that there are years that ask questions and years that answer. Democrats, I am of the opinion that last, the last set of years have posed some big questions for us. Posed some big questions for us like what are we going to do and where were we when our rights were being taken away? What are we going to do and where were we when our children's future were being put in danger? These questions have been put before us, and Democrats, I am convinced that the next few years in front of us are the years that we will answer. Okay, uh, I had to take a note so I don't forget who started smoking. All right, so one thing that I really love that she said in there are um, the questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves as the generations pass. And you and I, and you and I, we have talked about that, that as we are raising a new generation, they are going to ask us questions that are make us uncomfortable. The same questions that we're asking Generation X, how the fuck did you let R. Kelly slide? Mm -hmm. I just... I still don't get it. Like we all, it was on MTV news. Like we all knew what was going on. Those same type of questions will be reflected back to us. And they will ask us, where were you when the fearless fund was struck down? What did you do when Trayvon Martin was murdered in the street? Did you march or did you let it slide? So I love those questions. Um, also, I love, there is a strategy. There is a new blueprint in our new Senator. Our new senator created a political action committee that is dedicated to supporting politicians who are running, supporting women politicians who are running with a base of pro-choice. Mm -hmm. That is the most indirect, direct way I've heard we're supporting progressive black women and women of color that I've ever heard. When it comes to the fearless fund, if we are fearful of the outcome being that we can't base things on black, I think inside or, or, or next to the black aptitude test, which is something that I proposed on Tuesday, we could also have very specific issue focused agenda. 
I want to focus on decriminalizing X, Y, and Z, or I want, you know what I'm saying, whatever is culturally specific to blackness or a specific subset of blackness that you want to fuck with. Uh, and then lastly, sweetheart, these are her nomination points, the nomination points. Oh, oh, I also forgot. This is the same lady who was ahead of the uh, the union move the union movement in California to get minimum wage up to fifteen dollars. Now I don't know about you and I, but I'm old enough to know that when I started working, my minimum wage was four seventy five, and I was busting ass in the back of that kitchen. Let me tell you something. Four seventy five. I was fifteen, four seventy five at a summer job. And I like to tell you that the person who replaced me for the night shift, whose real job this was, was another fifteen year old. Yeah. It wasn't. They were grown, right? It was a grown man. Mm -hmm. It was a grown man and this is how he was feeding his family. Now even if he made double than me, that's still nine nine fifty. Right. Sheesh, man. Woo! So she was part of that labor movement, nominating for that. She is one of our uh, 12 black senators. We're nominating for that moment. Uh, nominating for her starting this pack list, Emily's List, uh, very issue-specific, new blueprint way of how we can target different cultural uh, nuances so that we can continue to fund and support these individuals although they are not being supported by uh, the rest of the world, it seems like. And then lastly, sweetheart, I want to nominate her for her name. Mm. <laughs> her name is LaFonza. Yeah. Spell it. L-A-P-H-O-N-Z-A. LaFonza. <laughs> pull up the pull up the list, sweetheart. Put up the list. I had a, uh, when I was talking to Sinclair, uh, Sinclair says that when he travels around the world in the continent of Africa, the biggest difference that he sees in other cultures is that other cultures, their names mean something. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree, because I love my mother, but like, I don't know if my name in itself means something. Yeah. But my name represents something. It's different. My name actually means Brian's of Ireland. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. Funny enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? But I am named after one of the most important sports journalists, media figures in all of blackness, Brian Gumble. Mm -hmm. So when I see LaFonza, I don't know who the fuck LaFonza is, but I know exactly who the fuck LaFonza is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know who the person she was named after. I don't know the name it is, it is of, but like, I wonder in the Ashanti tribe if, if there was a group of people who came up with a, a, a a set of sounds that sounded like a good name and then they put a definition afterwards. Yeah. Was it name first and then definition or was it definition and then name? When I see names like LaFonza, it makes me think, damn, black folks really do have a culture here. We are here. Like that is a very specific to here name. Right. Uh, and now that here is one of the 12 black senators in the history of the United States. And I just want to go with this history real quick. The first black senator in the history of the United States was 1870. The Senate started in 1782. I just want to say that. So it was 100 years. Yeah. Of course, we niggas were still slaves. It was 100 years, and then we got our first uh, uh, senator after 
the Civil War during Reconstruction, 1870. The next one would have been in 1875. After 1875, the next senator is in 1967. Another hundred years on <laughs> That means all the Jim Crow. That means all of the Niagara movement. That means even portions of the Black Power movement, the, the Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act, the, uh, uh, the 19th Amendment. All of these things were voted on and amended by Congresses that did not have a black member. The next black member was in 1967. After 1967, the next black member was in 1993. <laughs> and then you and I and I and I we can name the next black senator it was Barack Obama in 05 he's the fifth black senator this now we got insane. right now currently in the senate we have Tim Scott we have Cory Booker we have Raphael Warnock and now we have LaFonza Butler uh, Cory Booker and Tim Scott and Warnick are full-term senators. LaFonza will, uh, her seat will be up for re-election in the next cycle, which I think for her is two years from now. Uh, but as I'm also looking at this list and I'm seeing the progression of black folks through time, you know what I'm also saying? I think LaFonza's got the blackest name on here. Yeah. <laughs> I think LaFonza is the blackest name center of all time. Yeah. And so for that, sweetheart, I want to nominate her for the Paul Rosa Negro of the World. Her and her mama. <laughs> Good job, girl. Good job. And she old. <laughs> I love it. What are your thoughts, sweetheart? What are your thoughts on LaFonza? You got any expectations? Is it okay that I'm just celebrating her as a representative for now and we're digging to her politics even more a little later? I mean, I don't think you're just celebrating her as a representative because you're acknowledging the things that she's already done. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, I, I have high hopes. You have high hopes? Yeah. Okay, for sure. For sure. We got any comments from the people? Uh, they want to talk about the good senator? Drew says it's funny how everyone wants to claim how appointing black people is racist and want affirmative action for themselves now that it's gone. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. And I don't understand. I just don't understand the mindset of how a white person could look at the governor and say, yeah, I want a black woman senator and be like, nah, that's racist. Right. He didn't say he wanted an incompetent senator. He didn't say he wanted somebody with no experience. He just said, I know there are black women out there with the experience and the, the skill to be senator. Let's go find one. Right. Why? Because it's easy to find a white boy. I know them. <laughs> There's six senators in my cabinet right now. But I could be responsible for creating the 12th black senator? That's crazy. Right. 12th in the history of the United States and only two others before her were women. That's crazy to me. And one of them is the vice president. And one of them is the vice president right now. That's wild That's to me. Crazy. That's wild to me, sweetheart. Okay. All right, sweetheart. So I think we have, we just heard my nominee for um, LaFonza on Tuesday. Who did I nominate? Um, we talked about the 
Oh yeah, I wanted to nominate the Fearless Fund okay. themselves. I know we nominated Ben Crump before for fighting for the Fearless Fund, but also want in this moment I want to nominate the Fearless Fund for being bold enough to target black women who only receive 0.39% of the venture capitalist funding that exists in the world. We want to appreciate you for doing this $20,000 grant. I don't know what the law will say about your grant. I don't know how the law will respond to this Fearless Fund, but I know as a social cultural mover, we're going to find a way that we can continue targeting black folks for this money so that we can continue to have capitalistic and commercial success to build community and not customer. So we appreciate you, Fearless Fund, for taking on uh, that burden, raising that money. So I see you, Rudy. I appreciate you. $20,000 per business. Black women are the highest rising entrepreneurs and business owners in this country, yet they are the most unfunded. So for that, you are nominated for the Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week because what you have done has proved to be loud and dangerous. Think about that. The same man who wanted to go to the Supreme Court to tear down affirmative action is the same man who was coming after $20,000 grants. Mm -hmm. Boy, you a billionaire talking about $20,000. Boy, boy, and I know I know these black women just want to cut your ass up. I just let the ooh, ooh. ooh I, you don't have anything better to do. Like, can y'all? Can, can if it would be a great Kwanzaa gift if somebody could leak the group text message between the founders of the Fearless Fund, uh, between the moments that they found out Ed Bloom was suing them, and now I just love to hear them cutting his ass up, <laughs> just chopping his ass down. All right, those are my two nominees, sweetheart. What you got? Oh, and I need my vote from the from the the Wake and Bake with Bebo Nights. What do you think? Who was our Paul Robes and Negro of the Week? Or if you have a new nominee, throw that in there right now. Mm, hmm. It's a little tough, but mm, oh yeah. Maybe I'll give it to Lafonza this week. Lafonza, what are your what are your reasons why for Lafonza? Because she is the only the twelfth black senator in the history of America. Um, you know, I saw some black folks this morning, uh, and this is why I don't fuck with the FBA folks. I mean, I feel the energy, but this is what I don't fuck with them. And it was like, um, this is not an accomplishment. Why? Uh, because she's a puppet. She's working for the Dems. She's doing government work. She's still going to be fighting for white supremacy. She's not going to vote for reparations. She fired my cousin. <laughs> I'm dead serious. How do... So how are we supposed to actually see change at within society if we don't, I don't have... Know. <laughs> our people in these government systems it's just wild to me that we didn't have a black senator all through Jim Crow right. Jim Crow ended in about 67 and then we got a senator mm -hmm. the senator is the most powerful house in the legislative branch they write laws And we, I know we say on the show that like I feel like there needs to be a focus on cultural solutions 
But let's not kid ourselves, sweetheart. That's question two. That's point two. The the bigger point is, is it legal, nigga? Can like how do we create the most societal change is through law. Right. It's not the only way, but it is the biggest way. Mm-hmm. And now we got a lawmaker and niggas got attitude. That's all right though. See our part rolls nigga of the week. We don't do trauma on this show. Mm-hmm. We don't do trauma on this show. We appreciate you, LaFonza. LaFonza, you got a black-ass name. You do black-ass things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're the 12th black-ass senator in the history of the United States. We appreciate you. What you're going to be doing is already loud and dangerous, as in the footsteps of Paul Robeson himself. Uh, hopefully, you'll be, you know what I'm saying, maybe you'll make it to the best politician category at the Paul Robeson Negro of the Year Awards. Mm-hmm. You can come, you know what I'm saying, come hit the blunt. It's legal in California, right? It's legal in D.C. Yeah, come hit the button. Come to the to the Paul Rosen Negro of the Year Awards, right? <laughs> Who's going to be the first person to smoke with a senator? It should be me. Mm-hmm. LaFonza, pull up. We appreciate you for being the Paul Rosen Negro of the Week. Ladies. Mm-hmm. All right, sweetheart. It's a big one, but it's time for the... Oh, we, we got a few comments. Oh, we got a few comments. What we got? Uh, Drew said, and one became president just to be followed by Trump. One more time. Talking about the senators, and one became president just to be followed right, by Trump. Right, exactly. And then he also says, if we want to see change, it starts in the streets. People got to vote, got to march, got to be involved. The system has a stronger chance of working if people get involved. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. And also, this is the second time I've seen a white man appoint a black woman who wasn't elected. The first time was Marcia Fudge. Mm-hmm. So uh, while I'm also praising you, now that I thought about it, I kind of do have expectations for you. Right, right. Hmm. Because Marcia Fudge is going after inequitable housing uh, appraisals Mm -hmm. very directly. Put out a report and everything. Millions of appraisals have been looked at. LaFonza. Right. Not to bring a white man into this, but you only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> <laughs> Drew says our representatives can't do anything if we aren't backing them. Too many people think it's either pointless or the Illuminati control everything. Yeah, I don't like that. And this lie says the system works. Um, and then laughing faces extra well. The system works. Right. Hey, 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 man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We know it don't work. We know it don't work, but that's not the point. It's not a, as I heard Turtle say on the, on Entourage, uh, yeah, I'm still losing money, but two months ago, I lost $3,000. This month, I only lost $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> we know it don't work. We're not, we, we haven't even gotten to the point of works. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the point of works. 12 senators in American history. How could the Senate work? That's like calling a basketball. That's like calling a baseball player, Babe Ruth, who never caught, played against black folks, the greatest baseball player of all time. How? 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 Most of the sport is black. Most of the things that we were talking about between 1867 and 1967 were black things, but there were no black senators. Of course, the system don't fucking work. <laughs> Of course it don't work, nigga. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. You know what time it is. 
I still ain't got my truth and card, so it's still it's time. For, it's on. Yes, you on your own. It's time for the burning question. For the rose, do do do. Burning question for you. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Brought to you by Sweet Eye. This is not related to what we talked about today. Ooh, I love those. Okay. These are my favorite. I'm ready. If you had to pick any time period in history to live in other than the one you live in now so you can't pick mm, i'll let you i'll let you pick the 80s so you can't pick the 90s 2000s 2010s 2020s what era would you live in Harlem Renaissance. okay <laughs> um when michael harriet was speaking at eden hotel he said something that kind of just made me think about a different things he said something to the effect of like uh when we think about time travel we think about the harm that happens to black folks and then i thought like what if I just went to an all-black space? Like, remember we were talking about uh, in Juneteenth, there would be these all-black festivals in Texas where for at least a moment these black folks could feel secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm thinking about what happened at Morgan State the other day when somebody ran up on campus and shot five people. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we're amongst our own spaces, we're not as safe as we think we are. But if I were to take that risk and just want to be around as much blackness as possible, mm-hmm. 1926 Harlem. All right. Drop me off across a hundred and ten street. <laughs> Give me a gray European cut suit, black skinny tie, uh, and forty dollars. I'd be the king of Harlem in a month. Yeah. What? No doubt. If I could, if I could rub elbows with some of the, if not even the luminaries of the Harlem Renaissance, I ain't even talking about them. If I could just go to the parties of Harlem, if I could just witness the black men coming back from World War One, um, if I could witness the black men coming back from World War One and signing up for unions and seeing the movements of A. Philip Randolph, but also hearing the poetry of Langston Hughes and Zora Neale Hurston while also reading the fictions of their OG, Richard Wright, like 1927, 1927, to be, oh man, to be 27 in 1927? Amazing. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Man, what a time. And then also, I'll take uh, if you can guarantee that I that I wouldn't be a slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take Egypt uh, fifteen thousand BC. I'll take that. Okay. I'll see what the fuck going on. <laughs> I'll see what the fuck going on because I'm convinced them folks had electricity. I'm convinced. I'll huh? I'll see what the fuck going on. I will. <laughs> I will. What? <laughs> they out there building pyramids, the pharaoh. You have you seen of have you seen what they think the pharaohs look like? Yeah. This nigga looked extravagant. <laughs> I'd love to see that in person. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. You wearing this like is- every ruby they've ever found. Right. You look like Slick Rick. <laughs> this is crazy. Imagine what the palaces look like. What? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um Oh yeah, or give me, or if you're talking fictional, give me the kingdom of Zamunda, okay. not during uh, Jaffe Jr.'s resident uh, 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 monarchy, but over uh, 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 
James Earl Jones. I want him prime kingness. No kids. Well, I want to live in that kingdom. <laughs> Again, put me in the monarch in the monarch cast because I'm not trying to do no labor. Wherever I'm going, I'm not doing no labor. <laughs> this is a fact. I'm not doing no labor. Drew says, I'm curious to see what pre-colonial Africa was like, but definitely Harlem Renaissance era too. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Here's a question for you, sweetheart. Okay. Give me your answer and I got a counter question for you. Yeah, I definitely think Harlem Renaissance would be popping. Uh, hmm. But I'm thinking of like the during the era of the Mansa Musa reign. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would be cool. You wouldn't go on a caravan? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, I would like to, okay, so, I think I would like to live here, like, in America, but, like, obviously before slavery. Um, oh! Yeah. You want to live in OG America, mm -hmm. the collection of tribes. Right, right. See what that was like. Man, there were nations of people here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was interested to see what they was on. Yeah. What y'all on? Right. Uh, what y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> what y'all on? Man, we look kind of familiar. That's kind of right. Huh? Huh? You know Masa Musa right. too? You know. That's, <laughs> hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, but. I have always, sorry, I've always been really drawn to the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, civil rights movement. So, but the the art that came out of the Oh, man. The music, man. To be in 72? To be in your 20s, man. Crazy. All right, I got a counter question for you. Okay. Pick a time during slavery. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. I would hate to be a slave. Right. I would hate to be a slave. But, but, if, if, if we're doing time travel and I could know a specific night that Harriet was coming to get us. True. True. Take me to that night. <laughs> Woo! Fuck a roller coaster. That sounds like a thrill. <laughs> Nigga, you ready to run for your freedom? Huh? You yeah, right now. Threatening people that, you know, would change their mind at the last minute and be like, oh, I don't want to come. She no. Threaten them at some point. Like, look, you coming with me or. You coming with me or I'm shooting you. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Punching babies. <laughs> uh uh. Keep that baby quiet. I'm going to hit that baby in the face. Huh? Keep the baby quiet or I'm going to punch it in the face. You better get that baby some whiskey. We running for freedom. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that era, the era of escaping the freedom. I, I would not want to be one of the first ones because I feel like we lost a lot of. <laughs> well, according to the, the Africanists, we've been running since we got off the boat. Yeah. So like there's, it was always an era of it. No, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the non getaway, folks. No, 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 no. no. If you can guarantee me that at the end of it, like it's a theme, like almost like it is a roller coaster. If you can guarantee me an experience at the end and I come out alive and free, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. But if there's any chance that I'm actually gonna get re-enslaved, nah, don't take me back in time, baby. Don't take me back in time. <laughs> Drew says I want to be in my own black exploitation era, right? Yeah, that would be cool. 
And he also says, nah, I couldn't roll with Harriet. I'd be Henry Box Brown and Amazon Prime myself to freedom. <laughs> Next day delivery like shit. Boy, I'm out of here. Henry <laughs> Box. Boy, you got me weak. <laughs> Amazon primed myself to freedom. Sure the fuck would. On my own marketplace. What's up? <laughs> I'm getting residuals off my own sale. <laughs> That's funny, sweetheart. We got we got the other comments. That's stupid. <laughs> That's stupid. All right, y'all. Uh, we appreciate y'all joining us this week. Uh, we're going to start doing our rollout marketing. But if you are in town, we do have our Paul Ropes and Negro of the Year uh, slash Wake and Bake with BMO finale that will be happening at the end of this month with debating between the 28th and 29th. It will be an award show, but it will be very similar to the experience that we had at the Wake and Bake Fest, uh, but just in a different in a different format. We're still going to have a good time, still going to have fun, still have vendors. Of course, they'll be smoking there. So, you know what I'm saying, if you're, if you're adverse, adverse to the smoking, I still ain't got the outdoor spot we'll get there one day though we'll get there one day but if you're in town definitely check out the the uh the wake and bake with bmo finale the paul robeson negro of the year awards uh very excited uh detroit rivers is you on here i'm gonna be on you i'm gonna be on your line soon because we definitely gotta have you close out the show right yeah yeah because for us <laughs> you know what i mean um I definitely want to have all of our performers on here. I'm trying to figure out if how I can get Mike in there. If I put him in an oxygen in an oxygen mask and put him in a bubble, <laughs> maybe I could get him to perform. <laughs> he could perform upstairs. He could perform upstairs. It's, it's more smoky upstairs. The smoke rises then. Maybe I put him in a van outside and do a live, <laughs> a live sound, huh? In the, in the patio. Put him on the patio. No, the little. With the grass and the... That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We might have to make it happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cute. It could be cute. It yeah. could be cute. We could put him in a little plastic little... <laughs> <laughs> like a little bubble boy. <laughs> uh, make sure it's ventilated in there. But yeah, okay. Uh, thank y'all for watching. We'll see y'all next week. Definitely send me your more votes and nominees for the Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week. Uh, check out the new Blueprint newsletter where you can find it at bmobrownsfsite.com. If you got the five, go ahead and put it on. If you don't got the five, you know what I'm saying? I'll send you the scholarship. It's not really a big deal. Thank y'all for listening. Sweetheart, mm -hmm. we're leaving with that Detroit Rivers Black Boy Joy because you know for us, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to smoke this blunt and let the people go.
where I was raised, black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they had stole my joy. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. That's for the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I wanna give you a rope so that you can abort. I wanna give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy joy. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. For us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They funded our own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and down because the world incriminates us. Cause we and down. Are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out. It's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy. Joy fresh hitting the town, and I'm black boy joy dancing, cleaning the house, and I'm black boy joy when I go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son, black boy joy, and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up, I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy get up again, and black boy joy through all the pain, and black boy joy say it again one more time. Get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy, do all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. Smile.